Good morning, everyone out there in WKXL Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, or your host today for Artful Living on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and of course, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And uh, we want to start off our program like we do every time I, I have the opportunity to speak with you and shout out to Good Life, New Hampshire, right here in Concord. And uh, let you know that they have all kinds of great stuff uh, available for people to take classes, uh, to give gifts, coupons at Good Life are a great way to give a great holiday gift. And uh, shout out to them for being such a wonderful sponsor here, WKXL Artful Living. Um, so you can you can visit them at goodlifenh.org. And uh, thanks again for Good Life for being such a great sponsor. All right, so here we are. We are in mid-November. It's crazy time, folks. It is legitimate crazy time. And we have Thanksgiving on the horizon. And then, of course, the holidays, the Christmas holidays, Hanukkah, uh, winter holidays, however you want to talk about them. And uh, it seems that we seem to be getting, as time goes by and further away from COVID, more and more opportunities to have some really wonderful events. Variety seems to be the catchword this year. And scoping out all of these different sites, I did find two sites that I thought were the best with regard to holiday events right here in the New Hampshire, uh, state of New Hampshire. And we're going to go through a lot of these things just to give you a little couple of little hints and maybe ideas. But, you know, before we even get to that, we should we should talk a little bit about Thanksgiving because that is coming right up. And I uh, did some reading. Uh, been a while since I've been able to, you know, really read about Thanksgiving. We all know Thanksgiving, right? The day, the Plymouth Rock and the first one. But, you know, there's actually a lot of really good information about Thanksgiving beyond this stereotypical, you know, dinner or celebration. It was actually a three-day celebration um, with an Indian tribe and the folks that had landed in Plymouth. And that first year that they actually did land there, that was a really good Thanksgiving day. Uh, but, you know, the couple of two, three years that followed that weren't so weren't so great because many people had, of course, died from the cold, from um, starvation, I mean, sickness, you name it. So Thanksgiving has sort of gone through these periods of, um, you know, being animated as a holiday. And George Washington was actually the first one that gave us a Thanksgiving resolution. And for a few years after that, though, it kind of went away. And we didn't really, as a nation, gravitate toward that one day being set in stone. Uh, It wasn't until Abraham Lincoln decided that he wanted to give the last Thursday in November Uh, the day of Thanksgiving. And if you actually read his uh, resolution, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to see if I could find it here online and read some of it to you. For the proclamation of Thanksgiving. Uh, This was the first one. And um, it's interesting that it still wasn't a real holiday, right? But that happened later. We'll go into that a little bit. So 
I think when I read our founding documents, anything that is in the founding documents, I am always overcome by the everyone, no matter who you read as a founder or the, one of the founding founding fathers, the ability to use the English English language to write, right? I mean, these we don't stop to think about how educated these folk were and how the writing is artistic. It isn't just informative. It, it doesn't just get the job done. It goes beyond. I mean, just beautiful writing. Um, George Washington's proclamation was beautiful. It was shorter than Abraham Lincoln's, uh, but no less profound. And I'm every time I read their works, I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, the words just seem to come out of nowhere and so much more articulate than maybe what we would see today even, which I think is pretty profound. So the transcript for Abraham Lincoln's Thanksgiving proclamation, October 3rd, 1863, excuse me, 1863, by the President of the United States, a proclamation. So the year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and even soften the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. He goes on, Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements and the mines, as well of iron and coal, as of the precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than herefore too. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield, and the country. Rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who while dealing with us in anger for our sins hath nevertheless remembered mercy. So he goes on, there's an extended paragraph um, where he talks about acknowledging the American people I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him, for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble penitence for our national disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. 
I think the overwhelming thing about this reading is the fact that in the midst of the Civil War, our president, Abraham Lincoln, was able to bring forth a proclamation that not only is moving, but so much to the point of everything that this country has stood for, right? And uh, I think it's a beautiful proclamation. You can find that online uh, anywhere. This is a transcript from the White House archives, um, and it's quite beautiful. And like I said, of course, George Washington gave us uh, a, a proclamation as well, um, and his was after we had fought our in- War of Independence. And But similarly, you know, talked about divine providence, right, um, which brought us Thanksgiving. I don't know that anybody today really talks about that providence part. Um, it's now become pretty much a secular holiday where we get together to eat and enjoy family and friends, which is pretty good, right? But to those of us that um, really can chime with, with what our President Lincoln said, I think it, it's a good thing to go back and maybe read these, certainly read these documents to our children. I'm going to do that with my music class, believe it or not, Um just so that they can get a little taste of where Thanksgiving came from. You know, it just didn't fall from the sky and uh, why it's important. So Abraham Lincoln, he he did a beautiful thing there. Um, Farmer's Almanac also gives you some pretty good information on Thanksgiving days. And if you go to almanac.com, they go into traditions, history, recipes, all the good stuff. And that's just a fun site. So those two things... Um, I think would be really, you know, really good for us to look at. Sometimes it's good to just sit down, get a cup of tea, and look online. I don't know about you. I have a couple of books at home that I always pull out at Thanksgiving. They're, of course, Thanksgiving books with readings and thoughts and recipes and traditions. And I kind of forget them between the holiday. So I used to read these books all the time. I'm sure my kids even recognize the orange covers on these books. Uh, Because I used to get a lot of good ideas from them. But that's part of the planning, right, for the day. And that's what makes the day special. So, you know, if you take a little bit of time and go back and and look at the history of Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving day will be a little bit, I think, more memorable for everyone. And it's something that we should do in tradition of this holiday. All right. Jane Cormier here, Artful Living. I hear my music. And uh, we're going to take a little break here, WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And when we come back, we'll talk about the crazy season, which is upon us, and wonderful holiday events available here in New Hampshire. Welcome back. Jane Cormier here, your host on Artful Living on WKXL 1450 AM. 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Don't forget all of our programs are available on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com 24-7 and you can hear all of our all of our previous programs on your on your schedule which I think is a nice thing because we're all too crazy aren't we? We're all way too busy. So uh, don't forget you have that option available to you. All right, so our last segment, we talked a little bit about Thanksgiving, which is coming up soon. And uh, we said that what we're going to do is introduce you to a couple of sites. And I'm going to re, re, um, I'll tell you, you know, what these addresses are for these sites so that maybe you can remember when you get home, if you're listening in the car or if you are at home, 
these two sites, from my research, really gave the most comprehensive lists of variety. Now, remember one thing. Christmas, Hanukkah, the winter holidays, they offer so many opportunities. I think that psychologically, we get overwhelmed and we end up doing none of them. I I know that sounds weird, but you know what? There is an actual case for that. So how do we deal with that? I know that I always start out the season thinking, oh, I want to I want to do this. I want to do that. Oh, I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see that. And if I went back and looked at the time, you know, after things after Thanksgiving, after Christmas hits, I end up saying, you know, I didn't do any of it because it's just so easy to let it go, especially amidst all the hubbub that happens during the season. So my suggestion is this. This is what I'm going to do this year. Maybe you can try it if you're so inclined. I'm going to go through these sites and any other site. I'm I'm big. I spend about one half hour uh, near the end of my day, probably around 8 o'clock-ish, and I get online and I deliberately look up a site uh, that is specific, that I've thought about during the day or that I know I'm going to have to do, something that is specific. I never surf. I only surf when I know what I'm looking for. And uh, so I usually what I do is sit down and find my topic, get in there, and then I start to put it in this little book. I have this little gray book. It's a beautiful little book. It was actually given to me as a present from one of the last shows that I helped to direct. And I use it all the time. It's, it's my book, right? It's my book. And I put my thoughts in it and my ideas in it. And it's a comfort how strange that is, right? But I take out my little gray book and my pen and I write down the things that really hit me, okay? That that hit me at first. I don't think deep at this part. This is like, wow, this is a cool idea. I'm going to write it down because we'll cull it later, right? And the culling is actually important because then you're not overwhelmed and you pick the two or three things that you really want to do and you do them. And then at the end of the year, you look back and you say, you know what? I'm so glad I did that. But see, nothing happens by accident, right? That is such a misnomer. Things don't happen by accident. You have to choose to make them happen. And so this whole process is something that can help you. So here it is, NewHampshireWay.com. Okay, I'm not even sure who owns this site, uh, but it's a great site. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Christmas in New Hampshire. NewHampshireWay.com. Okay. So, um, you know, it has the beginning thing that uh, they have a lot of links. So you can link to a lot of different uh, things to purchase and, you know, information stuff, which is great. So they say it's uh, New Hampshire's like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Then it has a table of contents. That's the thing that really got my eye because I could scan these 23 things and immediately locate what I wanted. And they're very wonderful. I mean, things like a Courier and Ives cookie tour. Celebrate Midnight Merriment. Now, that's something that we should all talk about because that's coming up in December. I think it's December 2nd or 1st. Let me look. I have it in my calendar because that's one that I actually chose that I'm going to do this year. I have done it in the past, and and it's always a blast. Um, And it is, I believe... It okay. looks like it started on December 1st. Or it's starting it is on the 1st? Oh, no, excuse me. 
Yeah, December 2nd, excuse me. It is December 2nd. Yep, December 2nd. I have it in two spots. I don't know why I put it in both nights because it's only a one-night event. From 5 p.m. to midnight. Right. And Mm -hmm. so December 2nd, which is a Saturday, is Midnight Merriment. Glad we cleared that up. And uh, you go there and they have ice sculptors. Uh, Years past, we used to to go there, you know, around 9 o'clock. Still busy. It's awesome. Um, And hit all the stores they usually have some special things that they offer for that night and there's carolers and there's music programs it is wonderful all free okay so that is a definite you need to put that down midnight merriment uh, on saturday the second and it looks like on also on the second the pittsfield tree lighting will be happening four to six and uh, that's going to be something that a group of young singers and myself will be joining. 5.30 to 6, I guess, is our slot. We'll be singing at the tree lighting in Pittsfield. And as soon as that happens, I'm going to head over to Midnight Merriment. Dress warm because it does get cold. But you know what? If you get really, really cold, you can always run into with a store and warm up. It's pretty easy. Um, but yeah. Okay. So we know that that's a definite given. Free is hard to beat, and it's just great. It is like a Hallmark movie. How great is that, right? Uh, So if I start there, the first one that they talk about is the Portsmouth Vintage Christmas and Candlelight Stroll. So when you look at that candlelight stroll, um, wow, right? I mean, not only does everything look beautiful, but the costumes are great. The costumes are period. And that happens in Portsmouth um, Saturday, the 3rd, 10th, 17th, right? The 3rd, the 10th, 17th. And Sundays, the 4th, 11th, and 18th. So Portsmouth, here we go, Strawberry Bank. Uh, If you go to strawberrybank.org, you can get all the information, and they have beautiful pictures. Ice skating, and they're in period costumes doing the ice skating. Come on, that's crazy. Um, Already on the 2nd, The 9th and the 16th, there's only 50%. Half tickets have already been sold. So uh, the 2nd, the Saturday, December 2nd, Saturday, December 9th, Saturday, December 16th. There we go. Those are good dates. And on those dates, the tickets are almost all gone. Then you can go on a Friday and there's uh, one Sunday on the 17th. Okay, so you have to check it out, right? Strawberrybank.org. And uh, see what they've got, because it's just majestic. It really is beautiful. Uh, I've done it a couple of times and have always felt like it was one of the highlights of the season. All right. We all know that uh, Christmas Dove. If anybody has not been to the Christmas Dove in Barrington, you need to go. Okay. You need to go tomorrow. All right. Because it's a store that is all Christmas. You walk in and it's right there, right in right in your face. It's got two levels. It's a really big store. And it it has each room dedicated to a certain style or um, you know, premise within Christmas, like creches. One room will be creches. One room will be decorations to hang on the tree. Uh, it's just glorious. So the Christmas dove in Barrington is something that We've done every single year. We never miss it. It's it's such a party to go. Um, and I think you'd love that too. They have here uh, 
join a holiday dinner at the William Pitt uh, Tavern, Strawberry Bank. So William Pitt Tavern is also on the strawberrybank.org website. Okay, that's the one you really want to hit. And there's a number of things on there that you can hit for Christmas. And that's where you want to go for that information. All right. I hear I hear my music playing. I'm going to take a little break here. And we're going to come back after the break. So make sure you join us. And we'll continue our guide through Christmas here in New Hampshire. WKXL New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. Jane Cormier, Artful Living. We'll be right back. Welcome back, WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You are with Artful Living here. Uh, Jane Cormier, you're your host. And we are discussing all things Christmas right now. In the first segment, we talked about Thanksgiving. Uh, we graduated to Christmas on our last. Uh, our last segment, and this one we're going to go a little bit further. Now, this is NewHampshireMagazine.com. Okay, so that's the link you want to write down, NewHampshireMagazine.com. <coughs> scoozy, scoozy, coughed again, um, which Catherine, Catherine hates it when this happens because she has to go back and she has to take these out. But you know what? It's real life, so I tell her, leave it in, Catherine. Don't worry about it. So uh, we'll leave it to you to decide, right? NewHampshireMagazine.com. And the first things that they bring on there, are they make me chuckle because I haven't done these. I always wanted to do them with my kids. And I don't think we ever did them. Catherine, did we ever go on the Santa Express trains? Once. Did we? Yeah. When? A while, when I was a kid. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. I don't remember. It's okay. I'm I'm blowing my own bubble here. Bursting <laughs> my own bubble. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I do remember because I remember bringing the bell. Yes. From the Polar Express. Mm-hmm. It was with Cog. It was on the Cog. Oh my goodness. That Wasn't is it on crazy. The cog? It might have been. I think it was on the Cog. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, see ya. Scrap that, folks. I guess I did do it. I just don't remember. But on the site, NewHampshireMagazine.com, the first thing they talk about are Santa Express trains. And, of course, they always sell out. Uh, Because you know what? I've actually looked, now that I'm old, uh, at them. And I've often thought, you know, you could never go on because they think you're crazy. What are you going on a Santa Express train before? But they they look so much fun. They look like so much fun. So uh, they do, too. They have one in Lincoln. And then they have one in Conway, all right? And they're all weekend trips. So if you have kids, you have to do that with them, right? Bring them on a train. And uh, they get, usually they get hot chocolate or cookies and a goodie bag. I know Scenic Trail gives them a whole goodie bag. Go on a Christmas train. If you have kids, you must do that. All right. Um, the gifts, gift of lights. We've done that a couple of times in Loudoun, and the kids love that as well. Um, it's $35 a car load, and you could bring a bunch of people, and uh, you can enjoy it, right? Enjoy the lights. Festival of Trees in Wolfboro, something we always used to do when we were living in Alton. Always fun. Oh, Catherine, New Ham- we, we've got to figure this out now. New Hampshire Magazine says Midnight, Marian, Ma- Midnight Merriment is December 1st. 
All right. So here we got to scrap what we said. It's de- it's December first. December first. December first. Yeah. Uh, five p.m. Five p.m. to midnight. Okay. So it's a Friday night, which I think is better. I like that better because it's kind of cool. Schmores, Coco music. So it's Friday, December first. Five o'clock to midnight. Yes. All right. We're good with that. I'm going. All right. So we'll see you there. Maybe I should wear a little WKXL pin or something. What do you think? Yeah, we need to get some merch. Wouldn't that we be get fun? A t-shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, we should. Yeah, little sweaters. Yeah, That's that'd cute. be great. Jackson to Eaton. They do a holiday annual in to in cookie and candy tour. Now that's pretty cool. Um, but you'd have to look them up for that. And of course, New Hampshire, New Hampshire Magazine.com is the group that has this. So you can look all of these things up there. They have a gingerbread house festival happening December 2nd and 3rd in Concord. And it's put on by the New Hampshire Home Builders Association. How clever is that? Very good. Very good. All right. We set our candlelight tour, candlelight stroll already in Portsmouth. Um, now, on stage, there's tons of things going on. Too many. Too many. That's why. Remember, we said at the beginning, you have to write down what you were interested in and then cull, cull that list so that you definitely do two or three. Every season. And then you feel like you did it, right? You don't end up the holiday going, oh, I missed the whole thing, right? You have to be specific. New Hampshire Magazine, catch the spirit on stage. Nutcracker. Wow. Come on. Right? Manchester Palace Theater. The SNHU is actually happening on the 24th of November. The Ghost of Christmas Eve. Wow. November 24th. So that's a Friday. Um, the Coast of Tris- Christmas Eve, and that's Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They have the, of course, Christmas Carol. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Nutcracker in Salem, Salem High School. Oh, my goodness. November 29th has Gerald Dickens coming back to do the Christmas Carol for uh, St. Anselm. That is going to be fun. That I've actually met Gerald Dickens um, and we got to sing a little bit uh, one of, at one of his performances and as, you know, Dickens carolers. It was fun. But he's a great uh, actor. If you get a chance and you want to see something special, you should see that. Um, he plays all the characters in the show by himself. And when I first heard that, I thought, hmm, all right, that's going to be schmaltzy. And it wasn't. He was brilliant. All right, Christmas Carol, and he is the great, great grandson of Charles Dickens. So that's Gerald Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Boston Pops at SNHU, Manchester, December 9th. Holiday concert. Can't miss that. And December 10th has Capital Jazz, Holiday Pops. Capital Center, December 10th. Holy moly. Oh, this one. Christmas in Killarney. An Irish Christmas celebration. Colonial Theater in Keene. Wow, that's December 16th. All right, so you see all of these, all of these productions are happening, all right? Um, and there's more on the site. You have to go to NewHampshireMagazine.com and make sure you look at these because this is where you can pick. You can pick from them. And then um, 
decide which ones you want to do, right? Because you don't want the season to end and look back and say, hmm, I didn't do anything. We didn't get to do blah, blah, blah. No, you do get to do it, but you got to choose what you want. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, there are so many Christmas carols, <laughs> Christmas shows happening that uh, we're going to wait. We're going to talk about them in the next segment. All right, we're going to highlight different shows that you can go see Christmas carols uh, in the next segment. But Chubb Theater uh, or the Capitol Center, if you look that up online, you will find, like, between the two theaters, there are so many so many things you could choose from right here. And um, don't forget, you know, we have also in November the, the Met series starts, and that will be at the Bank of New Hampshire stage. Uh, so those operas are coming up very soon. They'll be throughout the season, though. We're looking here for the one that looked like Frosty the Snowman. Frosty, a musical adventure. Chubb Theater at the Capitol Center, December 9th. Okay, that's one for the kids. That's a Saturday. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. Capitol Center for the Arts, all kinds of, oh, here it is. One in three. So there's uh, shows on Frosty. Frosty the Snowman. One in three, and uh, tickets are very reasonable for this. The Barter Players, I don't know anything about them. Interesting. A musical adventure, so that's going to be fun. Very, very good. All right, I hear my music. I'm going to take a little break here, so you hang tight. When you come back, we're going to talk a little bit about different Christmas carols and how you could see all different versions of the Dickens classic. All right, Jane Comey, you're here, Artful Living, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM Manchester. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Jane Cormier here, your host on Artful Living, WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And uh, if you're just joining us, welcome. We are discussing in this segment all things Charles Dickens. <laughs> and uh, in, in here in New Hampshire, and I'm sure every other state in the Union, uh, we have many different versions that you can go see for the Christmas Carol. Now, you have your just normal one. Right, the normal holiday Christmas carol, which you could see at probably the Palace Theater. um, And probably most of the stories that you'll see will be uh, the regular traditional, right? Uh, Christmas carol story. But we know that uh, there is going to be at least two productions that, Catherine, you're going to be involved with. And they're Christmas carol stories, Christmas carol, you know, musicals but with a little bit of a different flavor, right? So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the shows that you're going to be uh, doing this month here in New Hampshire. Yes. So uh, Christmas Carol in Laconia with the Powerhouse Theater Collaborative, that will actually be in December. It'll be December 15th through the 17th. Um, We have four shows. Wow. Um, And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's a Christmas Carol, a, a musical ghost story. And they're doing... So the same composer that wrote the 
music and this reenactment of Christmas Carol. His name, his name is Joel Mercer. And he is doing his production of Christmas Carol, which is what Laconia is doing, um, it, at Gene's Playhouse. A uh, little bit smaller scale with professional actors. Uh-huh. It'll be a little bit of a smaller cast. So it'll be the same show, but a little bit different. Very interesting. All right. So, so let's explain to our folks, because you know what? If they're not steeped in... Uh, how this all works, they, that could be a little bit confusing. So we have Joe Mercier, who is the head of Gene's Playhouse, right? Mm-hmm. The artistic director. Artistic director. Yeah. And he's also a composer, and he writes some pretty wonderful children's shows that usually get played different theaters throughout New Hampshire in the summer. But he also has written this particular production, right? A Christmas Carol, what yep. is it, a ghost story? A, a Christmas Carol, the musical ghost story. The musical ghost story. Yep. All right. So uh, because it's such a wonderful show, uh, Power Powerhouse? Yep. Powerhouse Theater Collaborative is doing his full rendition of that. Right. So they purchased the rights to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, the Colonial Theater in Laconia is a big theater. And uh, Powerhouse does community production. So they get the opportunity to do this nouveau show with a lot of people in a, in a community setting which is a lot of fun right a lot of fun for everybody uh big big stage but at this end what is your connection with the powerhouse uh i've just done a lot of performances with them i did their christmas carol um a couple of years ago because this specific production has traveled through different theater mm-hmm. companies in different theaters so now it's found its home in laconia right with powerhouse um but i did christmas carol there and then i just did sound of music there over the summer as mother abbess and um, yeah, so it's go- good to be back. And I'm Belle in Christmas Carol as well as music directing this year around. So oh, you're doing we both? like to keep busy. Yeah, I didn't know you were doing both. Mm-hmm. Wowie zowie. Okay, so you're playing the Belle character and music directing. Wow. Okay, I did not know that. And producing your show. Yes. Well, <laughs> we're gonna we'll talk about that in a sec. All right. So while uh, Laconia has done that, Joel Mercier is offering his the show that he wrote the same show. In Jean's Playhouse. Yes. So tell us when that's going on. December 8th through the 10th. And it's going to be the same structured show, but there's going to be some different music in it. And it's a smaller scale because they only have about, I think it's like 12 to 13 professional actors instead of our big 80-person cast um, with his rendition. So it'll be smaller, shorter, a little bit shorter than the the other one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And are you in that one? No. Okay. Those are professional actors only. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a professional actor. Yeah. But yeah. I, you couldn't do both because they probably would override, right? Um, you, you, he, he only books actors from New York, um, pro- professional actors from gotcha. New York, um, okay. or that have been actively performing or just out of college. So Cool. Um, yeah. So cool. that'll be good. So there's two of those. All right. So um, now you talked a little bit about my show, and uh, my show was with Pittsfield Players. And we're not doing a Christmas carol. We're doing a very Pittsfield Players Christmas unabashed Christmas. That's what we are. We're an unabashed Christmas production. <laughs> and uh, we have a pretty good-sized cast. I think we're we're close to 35 in that cast, right? We have 11 yep. and 12, well, about 20, 25 to 28, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have kids that are going to be performing from St. John's School, Regional School in Concord. We have the St. John's Singers. That will come in and do some of the Christmas carols in the show. Um, and it's going to actually be a double. There's two acts. The first act is the story of the little match girl. And so we're going to do that as sort of a play by itself. 
and uh, we have a great group of folk. They are so gung-ho, and they are so into the stage performance and, and the love of Christmas, too. I think it's going to be very special. And then the second half is just a celebration. It uh, starts with Deck the Halls, and it goes from there in the second half. And very the whole point of the Christmas, uh, this Christmas production is to have people enjoy the season and have the time go by so quickly that they they just can't believe it. It's a two-act production, but it's going to fly by because it's it's just a tremendous little production. I think they're doing a great job with it, the actors and, and singers, and everybody's really looking forward to it. The Scenic Theater in Pittsfield, um, this right now is running Susical, right? So they have Susical um, running this weekend coming up, and uh, then... We have the next show that they will do will be a very Pittsville Players Christmas. And so I'm really big in trying to support local community productions. And I think that uh, this is an opportunity to do that, right? You can come in and, and see what Pittsville Players is all about. And hopefully, maybe some down the road, you can come in and try a show or try a workshop or a class. Uh, but at the very least, come in and enjoy a very Pittsville players christmas that's going to be december 9th at two o'clock and seven o'clock so there's two shows nine on december 9th two and seven and then on december 10th which is a sunday we're going to do a two o'clock p.m and uh, it's a wonderful way to get into the christmas spirit it's going to be fully staged fully costumed and uh, dickens time period in the dickens time period hopefully you're going to be feeling merry certainly after our production. So, um, Catherine, why don't we give again the dates for Laconia and the dates for um, St. You know, Jean's Playhouse? Yeah, Jean's uh, Playhouse opens on December 8th through the 10th, and Powerhouse Theater Collaborative's Christmas Carol is December 15th through the 17th. Awesome. Yeah. So those two weekends. Yep. You know what? Uh, be kind of fun to see both, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because they'll, they'll have different takes a little bit from, you know, different groups, right? I can't spill the beans, but I'm I'm very good friends with Joel. And he was telling me all the changes he's making for the Jeans oh. Playhouse production. And there was actually a song that was in the original 2010 adaptation before it, it what it was now. Yeah. Um, that he took out in place of a different song for Laconia's production. So he's actually switching it back to the original 2010 really? that no one's heard since 2010. So cool. yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's a, it's a quartet. So it's going to be really nice. Wow. Yep. All right. So that, that's actually kind of fun. You know, if you're a devotee of holiday music, um, you can listen to one weekend, the, uh, a Christmas Carol musical ghost story, and then go to, um, you know, the, the what Laconia won on the nineteenth or the thirteenth, the fifteenth through the seventeenth, right? And hear their rendition, uh, same show but with a couple of different takes. That'd be fun. You know what? I don't know if I'll have time to do it because I have my own show that first weekend. I can't skip. I know. Can't miss my show. There's just never enough time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we said at the beginning there is always time. We have to we have to decide. But you know what? If you're working, you can't. You can't do that. So, True. but maybe uh, going up to Jeans would be fun. You know, that second weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy time. Um, St. John's Regional School 
concert is on the 15th. So I'm busy on that night, too. I have too many things going on, Catherine. <laughs> too many. You, too. Yes. She's shaking her head. It's absolutely true. Um, I want to shout out, because our sponsor here at uh, Artful Living here on WKXL, my sponsor is Good Life, uh, which is a group. Um, it's a group. It's a, a place where you go to have group education trips for older folk, older adults, and beyond, I guess. Young adults, too. Uh, anyway, they have their 10-year birthday party on the 13th of December. And that is totally free. All right? So I'm giving them a shout-out because that that group, uh, Good Life, is totally self-financed by the programming that they offer. Okay? So they don't get any subsidies. They run their program as a business, high-quality offerings that they have. And their upcoming Christmas party, I think, is an awesome opportunity for folks to come and see uh, what, you know, what good life is all about. And I know that there's something there for you. They have so many things going on. Their 10th anniversary party is happens 5 to 6 on December 13th, okay? And, um, or is that not right? I'm looking right here. Three to five, I lied. Good life. 10th anniversary open house, three to five, December 13th. 10 years of being not your ordinary senior center. Great. All right, so don't forget that. And we'll, we'll be prompting you here on Artful Living when that day gets a little closer. Alrighty, so we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye here. Artful Living, Jane Cormier, your host. Thank you, Catherine, for helping us today. WKXL fourteen fifty AM, one oh three point nine FM Concord and one oh one point nine FM in Manchester, New Hampshire Talk We will see you soon. <laughs>